up, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode of the A Show podcast. So today we're just going to be really discussing the draft and some of the negatives about it. This isn't going to be a positive show, I guess you you could say. It's a straight shoot, bro. <laughs> but we have a special guest. Not only is he our cousin, he is a former writer for Bleacher Report, so he knows his shit. And he has also been pretty much a lifelong fan of wrestling. And he's here to give his thoughts and opinions. So his name is... What's your Twitter? Uh, Jake Martin OC. So his Twitter is at Jake Martin OC. What's the OC for? Washtaw Citizen. Oh, I thought it was for... He's a huge AJ Mark. Yeah, he so, changed his Twitter. The AJ Styles. Oh, the OC. Yeah. God. Tell them Dude, first. Tell thing. them. Do introduce yourself and tell them how much of a mark you used to be for AJ Styles. Well, so I've I've been a lifelong wrestling fan, and when TNA was first on, what was it? Fox Sports. It was like a yeah. local Fox Sports. AJ was the first wrestler I saw, and it was the first time I looked at wrestling outside of a. I guess WWF, WWE, WCW lens, and you got to when you watched him perform these athletic moves in the ring. It was just like, all right, what is this? Like I've never seen this before. I've never seen it to this level. And so he was the first guy I saw. And so I was like, every time I saw him, I think it came on like every Friday at like two o'clock in the afternoon in the summer. I just remember checking it out on. on I think I, I'm pretty sure it was on Fridays. But anyway. Um, I just kind of followed his career, and they got the spike deal, and yada yada yada. But my my story with wrestling is, like I said, I was a lifelong fan, and I would say about a year ago I, I had to stop watching WWE, and this is why. I you know I I come at you from a, a sports angle. I like realism. I like the more grounded you are the better I, i'm i'm like that way with action movies too like I, I don't like the fast and the furious movies because all of a sudden they're superheroes and they can just kind of jump from you know s- seven stories and survive that fall right. that doesn't appeal to me i like it to be grounded i like for you to set up a world and, and i like marvel movies because they set up a world where they have superpowers and they tell you, hey, this superhero can do this, this, and this, but cannot do this or cannot survive this. And then they, they, they play within that world. They set up the world, they play within it. The WWE sets up a world and constantly changes the world. And not just that, like when I watch it, I know it's fake. Just like when I watch a Marvel movie, I know it's fake, but I buy into the story and I want to forget that it's a sh- that it's a work. I want to believe that it's a shoot, and I feel the same way about movies as well. And and I feel the same way about some UFC fights. I'm a huge MMA mark. I love MMA, and sometimes there's a fight going in where they hype it up as bad blood. For instance, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Do they say things to each other? Sure. Do they actually hate each other? No. If you actually pay attention, they actually have a ton of respect for each other because they appreciate the way they fight. But when they're about to fight, they talk a lot of trash. The mainstream media eats it up. And I like to buy into it. I like to just be all in and just, you know, you sell the fight to me and I'm, I'm there to take it. All right. This is a long story, but I basically I stopped watching it because I felt like the 
there were no consequences. I felt like the outcomes of matches simply didn't matter, and I got tired of it. And I feel like it became the Globetrotters. Like, it's just a traveling show. Sorry about that. Damn, keep, keep dude, going. He's a hell of a promo, too. You're on a roll. Keep going. I feel like it became the Globetrotters. Like, it was just a traveling show, almost like a, a traveling circus where it's really, you know, it's entertaining if you're live there. But if you follow week to week, it's not episodic. I do like the Globetrotters comparison. I feel like that is pretty accurate now. The things that happened previously like just don't seem to matter and like you could have a heel turn one week and then the next week you know they they completely forget about it and they just they treat you as a fan like you're ignorant and you just don't care about what's happened before so anyway i stopped watching wwe now here comes aew and which is what you think it need which is what you think wwe needs to make it like push Put a push. No, uh, I mean behind its ass and like. I, well, I didn't think that. I thought they're gonna still do what they do, and it's gonna show how powerful they are. Okay, I actually thought differently. So, AEW comes in. I was like, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna give this a chance because I do love wrestling. I just wrestling. Yeah, I love wrestling, and, and but I just can't watch the WWE product. Like I canceled the network. I'm not just saying these things. Like I literally canceled yeah. the network yeah. and I stopped watching. So. Um, anyway, AEW comes in, and I watched a, an interview with, with Cody Rhodes and Brandy, and I believe it was on Collider Live. For Collider Live, um, they, they, they were talking to him, and it was before AEW's launch, and they were talking about how, I think Brandy said she was approached by somebody in the airport, and basically what they said was, I'm a returner. They used that phrase, and she loved that phrase, and that's what I would call myself is, I'm a returner. Like, I, I got out of wrestling because I, I couldn't take it anymore. And then this AEW, I was like, I'll give it a shot. And it's been three weeks. It's only three weeks. But I love the way they book. I love their tag team division. It's it's really good wrestling. And everything that's happening makes sense. And with the Young Bucks losing in the first round to a number eight seed. Yeah. I love that. That's but, what we kind of talked about last night. Yeah, you're right. How it gives the promotion credibility. It does because we know that the Young Bucks are involved as well as Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes in making these decisions and, and booking the territory, right? For them to say, yeah, we'll put these guys over as the number eight seed, I thought that was awesome. And then the way that the show ended on the second week where you had MJF come out, and granted, I haven't been following wrestling closely for the past year or so mjf i'm relatively new in, in learning this guy he immediately grabbed my attention because of his charisma mm-hmm. because of the way he talks because of the way he commands the crowd so he he runs down with a chair and they're uh the inner circle is beaten down on cody the crowd is eating it up and they're they're, they're fully invested saying no please don't hit cody no 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 and then the and the also one thing the announcing isn't cheesy that's what i was just about to say the announcers did their job by saying he says that he's cody's best friend you know so right so a guy like me who doesn't follow it that closely uh i'm like oh okay so, so what's he going to do here? And then he ends up taking, even though he's a heel, he ends up taking Cody's side, which I thought was cool because it shows that the characters are layered. They're not just white or black. Oh, I'm a heel, so I've got to side with the heel faction. Yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, I thought that was cool. The crowd ate it up. And, and of course, he was just kind of like, because he's a heel, he, he got lost. And I was like, oh, y'all are cheering me. I'm going to I'm gonna take this time to gloat and, <laughs> and, and show off in front of the crowd. And then, of course, Jericho got the upper hand. But 
I love the way they book that. I love the way that they kind of and and I've I've seen some criticism of well they're they're trying they're emptying their low too fast like they're 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 bringing all these people down you can't continue to have these run ins and and all this I disagree with that yeah you but can I disagree with that because I thought it it brought me back it made me think back to some of the old rolls I used to like where you had those run ins yeah and it also and you can't do it every week and and they didn't do it this past week they let you know Darby I know uh, what's his name Jake Hager he ended up interfering with that Darby match right. But still, I, I thought that was, um, you know, it, it, it could have gotten crazy with everybody running in. Yeah, they're telling great stories with 20 minutes of Mike time a week on TV. They're only telling, you know, the promos are not f- filling this show. You had... It's not, like, like there is an end goal that they want to promote. Was it called Full Gear? Is that their next Correct. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to promote Full Gear, but it's not like... Sometimes uh, promos in WWE feel like commercials. Right. Like, I don't care about these eight different shows y'all have got planned. Like, y'all have too many shows, and you're trying to... I feel like Jericho... Jericho was a master two weeks ago when he kind of the crowd started chanting we the people and he ended that chant which I wonder how Hager actually feels about that because in Bellator fights he, he would use that so I wondered what he what he thought about that but he ended that quickly um, and now and they using him like I've never been a Jack Swagger fan never but they're using him in a way to where I'm actually interested in him. He doesn't say a word, which is great. Is. <laughs> and he's big and he's in shape because he's fighting. And he has that credibility because he's won some fights. Now Bellator's protecting him. He's not really facing you know, upper echelon talent. But they're building a star with Bellator. Right. And I think it helps lend some credibility to him in this, in this inner circle faction. How good is the tag division in AEW? The, the tag division is outstanding and they're putting on great matches. They're telling great stories. I love the way they opened the show last week with Christopher Christopher Daniels getting attacked mm-hmm. and him ended up having to you know sit out of that match. They're just it's these simple little booking things that they're doing that matter, that mean a lot in the end because that one little small thing is easy to do. I don't know why WWE doesn't do it more because they 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 can't seem they're not telling stories the WWE isn't and and one one more thing about WWE before we get to the draft so I mentioned I like the the Marvel movies like going into and this is a spoiler warning if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame but going into that movie this was supposed to be the culmination of all the other movies going into that movie I was I, I said all right we've got to have some real consequences here. If not, then I think this will all be wasted. Like, you can't just... We knew that we are going to bring everybody back. There's too much money at stake. You're not going to kill off Black Panther and Spider-Man. Black Panther just made a billion dollars. There's no way you're going to do that. So we knew everyone was coming back, but the reason I was interested is like, all right, who's going to have to sacrifice themselves? Like, who of the original Avengers? And then, of course, if you saw the movie, Tony Stark, the the face of it all, ends up dying, uh, basically captain america it didn't die but he's he's no longer going to be doing the movies either and black widow dies so you had three of the main six end up basically giving their lives for it and so that matters like that's good storytelling like you can't just keep you can't keep having these these storylines that don't connect like you got to connect the dots and right now aew is connecting the dots all right now the draft so all right, so for the draft, it was the first draft This was on the second episode of SmackDown. So they hyped this up everywhere. 
commercials, Vince Twitter, a ton of money hype in this social thing. media. It got me excited because I was thinking, okay, it might be like the old days, how the lottery, how maybe like the the number thing, the number system. Basically, what happened, as you listeners probably know already. Yeah, we're not going to go over the results of it because by now everybody I think, yeah. pretty much knows the rosters. But just how this how this went about and how, as Jake was saying, nothing they do on TV matters to them. They can do something one week and the next week it it's fine if we make us ourselves look like fools. They already have Bray Wyatt announced for Raw in a fight against Seth Rollins and he got drafted to SmackDown. So Braun Strowman showing up on Raw. And he's, you know, he's SmackDown. SmackDown it just, it, they already showed you. Nothing we made you watch matters. Nothing we prepared you for matters. We're gonna do what we need to do bi weekly and it is so old. I mean, whenever this draft started, I kind of figured it wasn't going to be crazy. I even said to myself, like, they kind of drafted Brawl and SmackDown previously for the Rock, uh, the Fox USA split. That was the reason for the draft to break up the wild card rule. So I figured a lot of people were going to stay. Stay. I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is you trying to make this world real for me, and you saying that this is. Fox versus USA, which I don't know anybody that cares who does well or doesn't do well. Or, I mean, essentially you're rooting for both. Mm-hmm. But they keep doing this thing and like... the Well, guy- I, so I'll push back on that a little bit because I actually do think that could be interesting. Like Fox going up against USA because it's one company but it's two different TV companies competing against one another because if I'm Fox, I want you know Brock Lesnar, the top guy. I want Becky Lynch, whoever. Same thing with USA. They just didn't, they don't execute things well. Like I think they wanted to try to make this real and when you watch this, and I again, like I'm a returner. I, I started watching AEW, so I was like, all right. I, and you know, to kind of go back to that point we made earlier in the podcast, I thought WWE would up its game going, all right, we got, they're throwing some shots at us. Let's, let's throw some shots back. Let's get, you know, people like me who I stopped watching wrestling and AEW piqued my interest in like, oh, all of a sudden I have a new interest in wrestling again. Let me check out Raw. Let me check out SmackDown and see what's going on because I haven't watched in over a year. And I watched this draft to see Stephanie McMahon come out there and make five draft picks and to do it you know it's it's what USA then SmackDown and USA then SmackDown yeah. to do it yeah. to do it like that and then to show the war room celebrate it made absolutely no sense because I think what it, it, this is what it sounded like to me somebody came up to Vince and was like hey let's try to make this realistic you know how you know and really with war rooms you don't really see the celebration as much I feel like they did it off the Pelicans thing they basically and that was a draft lottery and here's my thing yeah you're right you're right that it's a lottery and not you know not an exactly actual turn yes right. do you think they er- erupted like that when they picked zion right but they knew us, they were picking zion so we're pelicans fans so we get the the big celebration right when we saw that we for the draft lottery right for mm-hmm. the lottery not for zion like I mean, we not celebrate but we knew he was going to be picked exactly you're right you're, you're totally right and if that happened to the denver nuggets I wouldn't give a shit as a Pelicans fan. 
The reason I enjoyed it was because I'm, I'm a Pelicans, Pelicans fan. fan, and I don't care. I'm not on Team Fox or well, Team Well, and you've, you've, well, you've, they put a bunch of people in this room, and we don't know any of these people, and that's the problem. Well, I know the robot. Yeah, you know <laughs> the robot. Really but so, so anyway, for them to go back and forth, and then show that the this room was and I know people have picked this apart but I've I've just got to get my I got to get my thoughts on it like to show them celebrating you knew who you picked like why are you celebrating your third pick of that round and I put all that in quotation marks because instead of celebrating the fact that you'll get to pick first it, that round it, it you just picked, yeah none of it made sense now if you wanted to show if you wanted to do something like sports like if you're so heavy on trying to emulate sports and it's clear that you don't know how you should have had the wrestlers with their families backstage and showed their reaction to getting a phone call, something like that. That's the least you could have done. And it's and they 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 put themselves in this world now where they're cool with us knowing about relationships and people having these relationships. Yeah. When Seth got picked to Raw, pan back and do something with Becky, and like, or when mm-hmm. Becky got picked first, pan back and be you know do something to where it's kind of like, hey. We are we going to be on the same brand thing? Like to just go into it and not get any reactions on based on where people are going, anything. And having Stephanie announce it, I mean, I wanted to see Eric Bischoff for SmackDown. Granted, he's fired this, now. Because her, the best one. Do you remember? I, I st- this is ten years ago, and I still remember it. But uh, Triple H getting picked to SmackDown, and he's drinking the water, and he spits it all out of his mouth while he's in the back watching the live results uh, yeah. and the Undertaker gets some on him and like looks back at him and like I still remember that and now it's just like here's a little picture of him here's Stephanie saying some some cool things about him and nobody gives a damn about Stephanie nobody but this is the problem this is this is what this is kind of summarizing the whole podcast for me it's a simple concept it's a it's a draft you could have two like you said you could have I know Bischoff's gone so I guess Bruce Pritchard and you could have Paul Heyman, and they and they did this once. They did this for the very first one, mm-hmm. and it was cool because Vince comes out and he says, "I select the Rock," and he takes the Rock number one overall. And people say, "Oh, this is awesome!" You could have done a simple concept like that, and you and you could have executed it just like that with with Heyman and Bischoff or Pritchard, whoever it would be. And it would have been cool. And I think they did this like three or four years ago when they, when they, I think Finn was like a first round pick for Raw. That was cool. I enjoyed that because you got to see how they viewed wrestlers. And in this, you had two different pools. Like I found that out after the fact. There was there were two different. Like none of it made I sense. Didn't like that either. None of it made sense. And then, you know, it all comes back to AEW is taking these small things and they're just executing these small things. And when the the small things matter, guys. Like if your small things don't connect, and if you if you're consistently botching what should be easy, and then you're not connecting it and building a story, I don't care about the result. Therefore, I don't care about the wrestling. Therefore, I'm not interested or invested in your product whatsoever. I'm not going to watch Raw or SmackDown again until we get close to WrestleMania and I, maybe they yeah. they've up the, their the game. season will start because those are things that are always fun. Yeah, we get excited it's okay. again. And it's then... okay. Well, yeah. but but you remember like last WrestleMania, I, I like halfway page. I was like, you know, it's going to be trash right after Mania, and it was. I mean, we had low expectations. That's that's what it's what it always does. But um, 
that for me that's why AEW has my attention that's why I want to see how this how this uh, brand grows because you know the the reason why I, I I swear to this the reason why I think the UFC got so popular is because so many frustrated wrestling fans went to it because they did old school wrestling booking 101 here's two guys they don't like each other they want to fight for more money winner gets a bigger purse and that's it and you can sell a story on that you can sell a story on a fight but Vince is so obsessed with sports entertainment and putting on a circus show that he's lost sight of what made his company popular in the first place and to be fair I'm not getting much out of anybody is there anybody in the back at WWE right now that's a wrestler that you feel like is stepping up larger than life right because like Getting Seth there right now, we'll get on Twitter and tell you he's the best wrestler in the world, right? And I don't think if you look back and listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, you always hear him talk about the hunger and how everybody wanted to be the best, and everybody may have thought that they were the best, but they never would say it out loud that there was always a constant grind. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody in WWE <clears throat> is complacent. They know, like, here's the tears, and this is what it is, so whatever. And if we get a shot, we'll do our best, obviously. But for the most part, this is it. Becky's the only person who did that, I feel like, in the past three years, who said, I'm going to change my character, I'm going to do it on my own, I'm going to come up with this, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to do my shtick on social media. But everybody else is just flat and complacent and good with what they got, and there's, like, no drive there. They don't care to help build or grow a company even more, though. Like, in the old days when WWE had competition in WCW, all the wrestlers in WWE, they were fighting for their company, not just for themselves. Right, and you saw it. And there's just no... There's none of that anymore. Well, okay, so y'all can fill in the gaps for me. I saw a few a few weeks ago, maybe a, maybe a month or two ago, uh, Buddy Murphy wrestled Roman Reigns on SmackDown. A great match, and they put on a great match, right? And I feel like that was you could you could compare that to what Darby Allen and Chris Jericho just did in AEW. Yeah, like you can tell, like AEW is like, hey, here's this here's this interesting guy that we're gonna actually put in an important match, and I'm curious to see how they build him going forward. What did they do with Buddy Murphy after that? He's drafted on Raw, and you were told a hundred more times that he's the best kept secret. But have we seen it? He's, he's still have not have not seen. <laughs> like like they and it blows my mind because they used to do this with like Jeff Hardy. They like put the, him and Cedric in a match. But and here's the thing with that: if you're new to wrestling and you watch that match, if you're flipping the channels and see it, it might catch your eye. For us, we we know that's gonna deliver. So when it delivers, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, we expected that, but there's nothing else with it. And we know in wrestling that when we're watching these two guys have this match, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to happen from this. They're not going to come out next week and say, hey, we saw your match with with, uh, Cedric Alexander and you look good, so we're going to give you a title match against AJ tonight. No, it'll be Cedric again next week. And it'll probably be Cedric again in two weeks until this pay-per-view. And we'll just never see it again. And we might not see anything from either one of them. Because that's just how it's been booked. But I will say this. It'll be interesting if Paul Heyman had anything to do with this roster construction for Raw. Because if you look at it, they got some workers. And if Paul will go to bat for some of these guys, it could be interesting and he could do a push. But to the same thing you were talking about, Roman Reigns and um, Buddy Murphy, one of the saving graces in Hell of the Cell pay-per-view was 
we got one of those random Randy Orton gyms where, you know, like every now and then he'll just have a match where you're like, damn, that was a really good Randy Orton match with Ali. And to the point where... You know, oh, yeah, that was, was a good match. It was really good. Nobody's was... talking about it really anymore. But after the pay-per-view, which pay-per-view match, you'd expect it to be a big deal. After pay-per-view, didn't really hear anything about it. Just kind of And they could have built off of that. Absolutely. Because you could see after the match... Randy Orton being a heel, he kind of tapped Ali kind of to give him that respect. That rub saying, a little bit. You know how Randy kind of does. Where he's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, they could have totally built off of that. And that would have been an interesting feud. But nothing. But nothing. We, get, we get nothing with the Kofi situation, even though you could write that story by itself for the entire locker room. Uh, you yeah. know, get all the faces in the locker room and say, like, this isn't right. Everybody else got a rematch. In the history of WWE, you've always given rematches. Well, and I didn't watch it, but I heard that he came out the following week and was like smiling mm-hmm. and throwing pancakes. In a tag match. That's that's the biggest insult because this is a guy who you put the belt on. You said, "Hey, you know," and I thought it was a it was a nice statement that hey. You know, we're going to trust this African-American wrestler. And you saw what it meant to so many African-American fans watching it. And then to just throw it away with one F5. And it's like, oh, no, he's back to being a, a clown. Right. Man. It's and like, that's can, the biggest spit in the face. You can hear it almost to where if you were him, when it happened was like, a, hey, you did good, kid, but we're done with you now. Yeah, pretty much. You're cut off. Right. Yeah. The real guy. You get no the closure. Now. Yeah. And I didn't have it. Like, I knew they, that they scheduled that match for Big Fox. I think everybody and their mom knew Brock was going to win that match. And I didn't have any issue with that. I felt like, he, you know, you want to make a bang, let Brock win the title, you know. But I didn't think it would happen in five seconds. Like. Especially with the way Kofi's won a lot of these battles was that he was like, he outlasted that gauntlet. He survived forever mm-hmm. in the Hell in a Cell, which got him to that point. He took a beating from Daniel Bryan and was stretched out but never gave up. And you made his character like, hey, he might be smaller, but he, he, he fights and he, he never gives up. And then to just get dropped one time. Yeah, fresh. Dropped right. fresh. It just and, and it didn't help that, God, it's almost like WWE knew, like, hey, we got to start slowing down. But the, this, is, this is another problem. Like, the WWE comes out basically and says, Win, winning and losing doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you're, this is all a show, and it, and it doesn't matter if you win or lose. But it does matter. Like you, you don't want to watch somebody who continues to lose. Like you don't, you, you'll lose. Like Dolph Ziggler, I felt was killed by by the booking in WWE. He's been how many times has he been killed? But that's over why he's not over. a star right now. I thought he was gonna, and I, it wasn't his fault. He got a concussion, but I thought he was gonna be a star when he had that. He, he cashed in the money in the bank. Remember, he won the oh, title, yeah. and then he had that feud with Del Rio, and and Del Rio, um, I believe it was Del Rio. Yeah, he yep. gave him a concussion, and Dolph came back, and I remember like attacked him from behind, and the crowd was losing their mind. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be great, and they just dropped the ball. Like they yep. just they just stopped with him, and, and I think he ended up losing that match. And then you just. Back to the mid-card, kid. He is, he is like the perfect example of what you're talking about with things not being real, wins and losses not matter. Because He's the poster child for really it. He really is, because they will go as big as to... Remember the Survivor Series when Sting showed up? Yeah, he was he, he was, was a long survivor. Right, yeah. and he was like the sole purpose of it. And then as soon as the Sting thing got hit on Twitter and they saw how much it was trending, you didn't even hear about him being the sole survivor, really. It was all about, like, Sting's here. Hey, everybody, look at this guy. Remember him with the bat? And 
like that's that kind of it's the same thing right now to where it's like with Cain Cain Velasquez and uh, Kofi or yeah are kind of the Kofi are making him like Dolph Ziggler with this like hey something bigger is here now thanks for what you did but yeah I mean it all comes down to like we're saying bi-weekly they don't think what happened last week matters or it has yeah. to show up in any sort of way two two final points and then i need to run the, the the first one is we went to wrestlemania 30 and when we went there bray was fighting john cena and there were so many fans dressed up as bray bray was so hot like he was the hottest thing in wrestling just like you could say he's the hottest thing in wrestling right now and they absolutely killed him by letting cena beat him and I remember watching that and going, man, they, they just don't get it. Like, they just don't get it. Because you could look around in the crowd, and there were so many people dressed up like Bray. Bray was so over, and it, it just, they didn't see it. I'm negative about this, this the WWE, and I'm so negative that I stopped watching. And you can actually, I encourage you to watch AEW, because they're fulfilling that need like they're doing small things like they have a 20 minute time limit and that that can help build stars too because if you go 20 minutes with cody rhodes who is being positioned as as the face of the company well all of a sudden we need to start learning your name we need to take you know pay attention to you so it's just like small things like that where they make things matter and it's wrestling how i remembered it and i forget what those kind of things add because it hasn't been around in so long and jr does a good job of, of informing you yeah oh, he went 20 minutes with it right yeah. not only that but in the tag matches where you're having a tournament when they hit you with the five minute thing you're like oh are they going to draw this out and if they do that then what's going to happen like there's it adds anticipation with that last few minutes and yeah you're right it's just these small it things. also adds another result because now you can have a win loss or a time yeah. limit and that's makes it less predictable right i also like how they have the other tag teams out in the crowd watching the match front and center i think they do have some work to do on the women's division i think oh the women's division trash like i think that's what i was saying last night i think that they what would you do i don't know what you do are they are they saving kong like what are they doing See, I don't really know how the contract situation is in AEW. Because I don't know why we're seeing We've Riho. seen All Out, we've seen All In, and we kind of seen in the middle a bunch of guys that they said we'll work with. But if you really think about it, I don't think we've seen everybody on the three weeks that they've had. There's still a lot. That's why when you say people were saying, oh, they're just throwing everything out at first. I no, they're not. That. I think no. there's a yeah. lot left to be seen. We've seen, what, one MJF match the whole time? Orange Cassidy's been out one minute and he gets crazy pops. So, I mean, I don't think we've seen a lot. I don't know what their roster looks like. And I kind of dig that. I kind of like not knowing and kind of saying, okay, right now we've got no number one contender because the Britt Baker match just happened. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I dig You're that. not biased because you don't really know any wrestling wrestlers' history. So, it's basically fresh and new, brand new. Yeah, it's, it's cool, too, because they're – they're not blending styles like WWE blends styles like you see one WWE match you feel like you've seen them all like you've got yeah. MJF come out and he wrestles an old school mm-hmm. match where he's he's talk, constantly talking to the crowd he's constantly getting the crowd involved and I love that like, me too and then you've got you know you've got the Lucha Bros who can fly around and of course the Young Bucks with the Super Kick Party like it's just you've got so many different styles that it's just so fun to watch and I love that they blended it with that tag match last week this was another great booking decision where you had Omega and um who was Omega's partner last week? 
it was versus Pac and Adam Page. Page. It was Page, right? It, you had Omega and Page versus Pac and Mox, and so in that match, uh, Moxley wanted to hit Omega at the very end with they keep teasing uh, the 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 broomstick with the barbed wire and the bat with the, the cleaner. Yeah, so they keep teasing that, and so at the end he gets the bat with the the barbed wire. And Pac comes in and is like, no. like he, And I love this because it fits his character because on the week prior, he kept saying, I'm better than everybody. Yep. Look at my win-loss record, JR. Mm-hmm. And so it yeah. makes sense he's grabbing it like, no, let's win this wrestling match. And We're better wrestlers. That Mox doesn't care about that. Exactly. Right? That he doesn't give a damn if they win or not. He just wants to hurt people. And so Mox takes offense. And what does he do? He hits him with his finisher, and then he just walks out on him, and he, and he gives him the, the the double gun salute, as as they would say. <laughs> but uh, he he walks out on him, and then it just leaves him, you know, for for Omega and Page to hit their finisher. I just thought little small stuff like that. It's so cool. It's so refreshing, well, and it makes sense for the character. And nobody really has to take the L. Did we want to cover anything, Jake? Did you have anything to say about NXT, or have you stopped watching? Um, I know I've, I've been watching. I like NXT. I like. I think they have a better roster than AEW. Right I just think, I, like last week, I was pretty much bored through it. Um, I, I just. <laughs> I don't know. There's something that's that's. Maybe it's the crowd, that, yeah. the, the the full cell crowd that has something to do with well, it. I think but when you're flipping back and forth and you see that, you the, feel that. Yeah, the bit the AEW compared to NXT, the production. Yeah. But but I love Undisputed. I, I've I've been loving them. Uh, I'd say like Adam Cole. If 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 you said you can only watch one wrestler right now, I'd, I'd probably pick him mm-hmm. uh, over anybody. And 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 they've got the guy who you would have said that last year. I mean. Johnny Gargano has had no bad matches on Baby. And you get ever. you get uh, Ciampa back. You've got uh, Finn now. It, like there's, but but they're not. It's like they're they're trying to hold it back too much to where they they showed like one little small thing of Finn yeah. last week and and Ciampa had a match. But I don't even think we saw Gargano. It's like I want to see these guys every week. Like this, this pay per view coming up will hit. It feels like they're still doing the. Um, the the old strategy where they tape the shows and you yeah. and you don't see everybody every week and I think they need to change that because I agree I don't really care about Damian Priest I'm gonna be honest I with agree. you like yeah. him I like Pete Dunne but when they closed the show I was like man really That's this the is this is the main event I can flip over to a title match yeah and uh, I think that'll change their pay per view hit War Games is coming up they always hit they're always delivering on the pay per views. And I think after that'll be the fresh booking of where it's like, all right, we now we know we're on TV. We know where we are story wise. Like we know we yeah, got to we'll do two see. hours. I, I trust. If it's, him. I trust Triple H, but it just it depends on it since they're now you know going head to head with AEW and he's Almost. looking at the ratings. Maybe Vince tips his toe in the water. That's going to be trouble. That'd be the worst thing that they could do for yeah. that company. So anyway, I'm not happy with uh, WB. In fact, I'm not going to probably watch it for a while. But I am very happy with what I've seen with AEW, and I'm hearing good things about the NWA Power Show. I haven't watched any of it, but a lot of people say it's it's great. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I don't know when our next show will be, but it won't be too far off. Yeah, it'll probably be for the next week's shows. Yeah, so just follow us on Twitter at the A Show Podcast for updates. And thanks, Jake. Yeah, thanks for enjoyed it. Enjoyed getting to talk a little wrestling. Yeah, dude. All right. So, like I said last night, we need an outro. So, Jared, take us away. Kiss some rainbow. No, you need to do a different one. I love that one. I'll never do a different one.
Okay, end. <laughs>